Elvis from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode 21 and today I want to talk about perfection. Is it necessary for us to be perfect in order to successfully unschool? Now I've written and also spoken a lot about the need for us to be good examples to our children. But what if we are not perfect? Does this mean that unschooling won't be a success? Or is there something that's more important than being perfect? Well, that's what I would like to talk to you today about. Now, the idea for this podcast came the other day when I was online. I was looking for some tips to make my podcast um, yeah, more successful. Uh, every now and then I do this. I go online and do a bit of Googling around and find out what I'm doing wrong, uh, if I can improve my podcasts in any way. And I came across somebody who said that a podcaster needs to be real. I guess that means that we have to be honest and we have to be open in order to make connections with our listeners. And I already know about being real, being honest, being open, because I discovered that I had to do be that sort of person um, when I was writing my grief book. Yeah, my book's called Grief, Love and Hope, and it tells the story of our son Thomas, who died when he was one day old. And yeah, well, I remember when I was in at the draft stage of writing my book, and I gave my manuscript to a very close friend who had supported me throughout that difficult pregnancy and after the birth of our son when I was grieving. And um, I gave it to her to read and I said, what do you think? And she said to me, Sue, I think you need more agony. Yes, she said, it's good, but you need more agony. I think I knew, well, I did know what she meant. Um, I knew I had to talk more about my inner feelings, the pain that I was suffering, all those negative thoughts that I was having, the struggle that I was enduring uh, while I was grieving. Um, yeah, I needed to add more of the agony of losing a child, uh, as well as all the facts. Because how can we expect to connect with others who are in a similar situation as us? unless we reveal our own innermost thoughts and feelings. Yeah, I wanted readers to read my words and then say, yes, Sue knows how I'm feeling, she knows what I'm going through, and then because we've, um, we have made a connection, then um, I can actually help through my words. Because I think that we can only ever help other people if they feel that we understand what they are experiencing. And I think that if I hadn't have been honest, my book would have been useless. It could have been the best written book ever, but without those honest feelings, it just would not have helped anybody. Now, after I wrote my book, I started blogging. And I first, my first attempt at blogging was to promote my book. And I, those first few blog posts that I wrote were mostly about grief and I continued being open and honest in the blog posts as well because it was really just a continuation of what I was trying to achieve through my book. But I guess blogging about grief and writing grief books is um, different from writing about homeschooling or unschooling. Or is it, you know, do we have to be honest when we're writing about unschooling? I think if I was writing uh, a recipe blog, I don't think that I'd need to reveal my innermost feelings. I think I could post recipes quite well. 
uh, without actually letting people know too much about what's going on inside me. Maybe I'll get me a few friends if I, uh, yes, admitted my mistakes, but I don't think that it is essential for uh, some, you know, if I was writing a recipe book or blogging about cooking or something, that to be that honest and open. But unschooling, yeah, I think put that in the category of having to be real, having to be honest, having to be open about mistakes that I've made, the struggles I'm having. Now, over the years that I've been blogging, I've had a lot of uh, readers complain about this blogger or that blogger, homeschooling bloggers, who seem to have everything under perfect control. They have made the reader feel inadequate because uh, the reader feels, well, I could never do that. Um, yes, I'll have to go somewhere else. I could never homeschool in the way that this blogger is homeschooling. Yeah, it's totally beyond me. I'm sure that uh, these particular bloggers do struggle. I'm sure that they do make mistakes. Uh, nothing is always as it looks on the surface. Nobody is perfect. So I wonder sometimes why do people not be mo more honest and open? I think some people might find it difficult to be that way. And I think others can't be that way. It depends on their family situation. I think that I'm extremely lucky. I have teenagers and young adult children who really don't mind me talking about them. Um, I do respect their privacy. I don't ever talk about anything that is uh, sensitive as far as what they're doing, what they're thinking, what they're going through. But generally, they don't mind me blogging about them. And then sometimes we ourselves don't want to reveal everything. Some things just are too private to put out there uh, on a blog. And some things are nobody's concern but our own. So, yeah, there's degrees of being honest. And even though I am a very open and honest blogger, I don't reveal everything because some things just aren't relevant to the subject that I'm talking about or writing about. But yeah, I, in general, I do try to be real. And that can be difficult at times, admitting that I make mistakes, that I have fears, confessing I'm struggling, things like that. It's very hard sometimes, and it would be nice just to pretend I'm perfect. Um, I'm leading a perfect life with my perfect family. We've got everything worked out. Everything is under control. But um, I want to make that connection with readers, with listeners, I don't want people to come to my blog and say, oh, well, she doesn't, you know, I could never do anything like she, like she does. Yeah, I want us to be able to discuss things and to encourage each other along. Now, of course, not all my stories are about mistakes. I mean, that would be so depressing. They're not all about the difficult times that we have experienced while we've been unschooling. Yeah, I don't think that would be interesting at all. I think that would uh, drive people away. Yeah, I like to share the joy and love of having a family too, as well as the difficult times. And that can be difficult sometimes. Um, I feel, you know, well, who wants to hear about my family and me and, and all the wonderful things that we're doing while we're unschooling? But it's not like I'm saying, hey, look at me and my wonderful family. Don't you wish you were like us? 
It's more like you know, children are so beautiful, and unschooling is such a great way of life. And I feel really blessed to have you know both children and to be able to unschool. And I really feel、um, I want to share that, share what I've discovered with other people who maybe are sort of searching for something. I've been a mother for 27 years, and we're about to begin our 23rd year of homeschooling. You would think that I'd have it all worked out by now, wouldn't you? That's a lot of years, but I haven't. <laughs> I think that I'm progressing in the right direction, and I'm certainly a long way from the person I was when I set out all those years ago. Yeah, with all those years, I've had plenty of time to make、oh, a load of mistakes, and hopefully, I've been learning from them all. And all those years, I've had—I've、uh, been blessed with lots of grace. Yeah, I'm not the same person I was, but I'm still far from perfect. I mean, there's always something more to learn. And I think if somebody told me that I'd still be learning after spending so long a time as a mother. I might have got discouraged. I think, yeah, well, you know, will I ever get better? If I'm if I'm still struggling after 27 years of being a mother, there must be no hope for me. But these days, I think that、uh, the fact that I've got something still to learn is exciting. I think wouldn't it be sad if we ran out of things to learn? We're always striving forward. We're always changing, having new ideas, and becoming stronger. I think that's good. Yeah, but I've I've come a long way, definitely. Looking back, quite a few years ago,、uh, I still can remember. I had many days when I couldn't cope. I had crying babies, or toddlers were full of energy, older children who I was supposed to educate, a lot of outside expectations to fulfil, and I often felt overwhelmed. Some days I felt like everything was pressing down on my head. I felt like I was going to burst, and sometimes I did burst. I got upset, lost my temper with my children. I'd run outside or hide in my bedroom until I'd calmed down. And I had a name that, yeah, I called myself, but my family also giggled over every now and then, and that was the Dragon Mother. Yeah, I was a Dragon Mother, and it sort of suited me, unfortunately. And I always remember. Um, after I'd calmed down and I'd crept back out to join the, my family again, I'd feel so bad looking at my children's frightened faces. You know, they were looking at me. Is it over? Has she calmed down yet? Is it safe to be around her? I used to think, well, it wasn't their fault. I kept getting upset. Yeah, I was trying to keep up with too many things that weren't important, and my children were getting hurt in the process. Well, gradually over time, I learnt to ignore outside expectations. I gave up trying to please people outside my immediate family.、Um, tried not to worry about what others thought of me, and yeah, I stopped paying attention to what wasn't really important. And instead, I started listening to my own children. Who, yeah, it sounds strange, but I think sometimes the people that we love most take the, the last place. When、uh, in our importance, certainly we love them and we want to do our best for them, but other things sometimes get in the way.
I don't think homeschooling should be looked upon as a duty, something that we have to suffer for the sake of our children. You know, some days people might say, I hate schooling, but I've got to do it because I believe it's better for my kids than sending them to school. I've got to make the sacrifice. Uh, life's not easy. Sometimes we have to do difficult things whether we like it or not. You know, I've heard people say things like that. Well, I agree that life isn't always easy, but I don't think we have to make it more difficult than it needs to be. Uh, there's a lot of suffering that comes along on its own without us adding to it, I think. That, yeah, we, we've had many sufferings in our lives, and I think if I had added an unhappy uh, life at home with my children to that, we would never have survived. I think life with our children is supposed to be full of joy, full of love. And if it is, we can then weather all the difficult times together. We can pull together, support each other through our times of suffering. It's really quite essential, I think, to bring up our children with that feeling of joy and love. Yes, yeah, so I got to the point some, some years ago when I decided that homeschooling wasn't meant to be so difficult. There had to be a better way. I started throwing out everything that was coming between me and my children. Yeah, one thing after another we stopped doing or we stopped worrying about. And life did become joyful. We relaxed um, and started enjoying each other. Uh, I didn't know it, but we'd arrived at unschooling. I just called it doing our own thing. And I didn't really tell anybody what we were doing because I thought, well, maybe we're not doing things right. Uh, maybe people would frown upon us, criticize what we're doing. But I knew it was the only way that we would survive as a family. And I know a lot of people uh, don't make such a gradual transition to unschooling. Unlike us, they go searching for something else because they... What they're doing doesn't feel right. And they're looking, they do research, they um, read all the, about all the different options and then they decide they'll give unschooling a go. And I think in many ways we had it much easier because arriving without realizing it was a much more natural progression. We didn't have to throw out all our ideas at once and swap over to a new way of thinking. It just happened for us. And I feel really blessed that that did happen. Now these days, I'm a far gentler person than I used to be. I'm, I'm happy to say that. <laughs> I don't get called the dragon mother anymore, even though we still think sometimes giggle over that. And the kids say, do you remember when you used to be a dragon mother, mum? But they're not accusing me. It's just a, a family story. Yeah, I told the story of how I, I overcame my bad temper in my post, Confessions of a Former Quick-Tempered Mother, which is on my blog. And yeah, it used to be called Confessions of a Former Hot-Tempered Mother. And then one day I was looking at the stats for my blog, and I noticed a lot of people were arriving at my blog after Googling the words hot mother. <laughs> that made me giggle. I thought, me, hot mother. Well, that's certainly not right. And so I changed the title. Unfortunately, changing the title hasn't helped much because readers are still arriving, hoping to mis meet a mysterious hot mother. And I, I still find that funny. <laughs> I 
been parenting for 27 years and coming up to 28 years. Am I perfect yet? Do I still have bad days? I do. I st- there's the odd day here and there when I feel out of sorts. I wouldn't say they happen very frequently. But yes, they do occur and I feel they, they make me humble. They keep me grounded, I think, even though I don't enjoy them. There are day- days every now and then when everything goes wrong and I can't cope. And they usually happen when I'm overtired. I remember one day like that, I hadn't slept all night, I just kept waking up continuously until it was time to get up, and then I went for a run regardless of the fact that I was so tired. Uh, I left the girls, a couple of the girls down at the park because they wanted to do some extra laps, and they were extremely late back, and they, they the whole morning got away from us. And then somebody dropped a glass jam jar on the floor and made a huge mess. I think it's uh, everyone can imagine that. Uh, the, the pressure on my head was building up, and yeah, I lost my temper over it. Later when I calmed down, which didn't take very long, because I find that these days it doesn't take very long at all for me to look at my children's faces and to feel bad about it. And yeah, I felt like a really bad mother. And the first thing I wanted to do after I apologized was to delete my blog. I said to my daughter Imogen, who's, um, yeah, she's my 20 year old daughter. Maybe it was a couple of years ago when I wrote that blog post. I said that all the posts that I'd written about love and gentleness and joy, all those things that I feel go together with the unschooling life, I said they're all a lie. Um, people come to my blog and believe that I'm perfect. And really, I'm not perfect at all. They're all a lie. And Imogen very sensibly told me not to delete my blog. She wouldn't let me anywhere near that delete button. She said that everything I'd written was true. Just because I was having a bad day didn't mean that all the other posts I'd written were a lie. That that, that was what was happening on the days that I wrote them. Yes, one bad day out of a lot of days wasn't that important. It didn't mean everything else was false. Our life isn't a lie. Anyway, so I kept away from the delete button and got my good humor back and admitted my mistake. My children forgave me. We got back on track. And we remembered what was most important, and that's each other. I wrote about that day in a blog post, <laughs> that either that day or the next day, while it was all fresh in my mind. And so you can read about that. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but I put it in the program notes. Yeah, our lives are extremely good, but they're not perfect. Yeah, I write about both the good and the bad. And I guess that's being honest. Now, more recently, I had a bad day where I fell into a pit of misery, I was overtired, not feeling well, and I felt really out of sorts. And as the day progressed, I went from bad to worse. I could see I was being unkind and unfair to my family. Um, and, but instead of looking at their faces and instantly asking for forgiveness, wanting to put, you know, getting, putting things right straight away, for some strange reason, I couldn't do it. I wanted to put things right. But I was too far gone. It was a really bad day down at that pit in that, yeah, I couldn't climb out. I felt like the worst mother in the world. I felt undeserving of my family's love. 
I thought they wouldn't want me, so I might as well just run away. And that was was how I was feeling. I thought they would judge me, that they would never forgive me for this. I was such a bad person. And you know what happened? They did still love me. Uh, they reached out and they pulled me out of that pit of misery. And all it took was somebody coming along and slipping their hand into my hand and cuddling up to me. Um, there were no words of condemnation. I didn't have to do anything to ask for their forgiveness. They just forgave me. They lo loved me regardless. And when I was smiling again, they didn't dwell on my bad day. They didn't relive it and ask me to uh, why I'd been in such a bad mood. They were just so happy to have me back. I think sometimes we do need help rather than to be judged or to be condemned. We need people to, yeah, just reach out and help us get back to where we should be. But what effect does it have on my children when they see me fail? What kind of example is that? Surely my parenting will fail if I am not a perfect example. Unschooling just won't work. Now, I could feel really despondent about this. Unschooling couldn't possibly work if I'm not perfect. But that's how I could be feeling. But I've mulled this over a lot and I've decided that perfection isn't at actually necessary. There's something far more important than being perfect and that is unconditional love and forgiveness. The sort of uh, love and forgiveness that my children showed me on that day recently. I think if we show that, um, show that forgiveness and love to our children, they will follow that example. If our children are loved regardless of their mistakes, um, if we forgive them, uh, instantly, you know, if we don't uh, mull over all the mistakes they're making and make them pay for it, I think they will learn to do the same. And that's why they forgave, forgive me so completely and how they forgave me so quickly as well on that recent bad day. So I don't think mistakes are, are actually that important. I think we can always try again. It's picking ourselves up and keep moving that's important. We can pick ourselves up and try again. And that's something we can teach to our children as well. We don't have to sit there feeling sorry for ourselves, feeling that, yeah, we're never going to get any better. We just pick ourselves up and keep on going. I also had this thought that the funny thing is that when I am loved, regardless of my mistakes, when I experience unconditional love, I always feel like I want to be the best mother in the world. I want to be worthy of the love of my children. They love me so much and I want to be the best mother to them that I can. And I'm sure it's the same for our children. Unconditional love is just so powerful. It edges us ever so slowly forward. I think it makes us better people. So yeah, it's um, making the mistakes I think a lot of people think that we have to keep harping on those mistakes or how will our children ever want to change and want to uh, to be better people if we don't go over their mistakes over and over again. Uh, yes, th this was bad, now you've got to do better. But I think that just the act of loving them regardless of forgiving them yeah, with no conditions attached to that will want them to become better people. It's love that's important, not being an example of perfection at all. So can we be uh, successful unschoolers if we're not perfect, if we haven't, if we're not showing a perfect good example to our children? I 
think we can, as long as we're、um, loving unconditionally and forgiving. So I've had a few years、uh, experience being a blogger,、uh, yeah, and I've.、Um, I try to be an honest blogger and an honest writer. I've,、uh, I don't really worry anymore about what people think about me. I just write it as as it is, and I have found that readers are very kind. Nobody has ever condemned me from being honest. More often than not, people stop by and say, "Sue, thank you so much for sharing." That's how I feel too, and we become friends and we've connected together, and we've really been able to encourage each other along because, yeah, we. Feel that we understand each other, which is what comes from being honest. So I do think that I'm a real blogger,、uh, that I reveal my mistakes. But、um, what about podcasting? Am I a real podcaster? Going right back to that thought at the beginning of this podcast, to be a successful podcaster,、uh, we have to be real. Well, as far as content goes, I think it's a bit like being a blogger. I talk about the same sort of things that I write about on my blog. I post links to associated blog posts,、uh, things that are relevant to what I'm talking about on my podcast. So I think that they're connected very much. So as far as content goes, I do think that I am an honest podcaster. I'm not a perfect mother. I'm not a perfect unschooler.、Uh, you probably know that by now if you've been listening to my podcasts. And I think, yeah. It, that's okay. We can still share ideas and encourage each other along. If if I'm not perfect, but what about the technical errors of podcasting? I mean, that's another matter. I'm.、Um, I really don't think that I have to reveal my podcasting mistakes. I don't have to sit here and tell you all the mistakes I'm making because I think that they are very obvious. Yeah, I've been listening to other people's podcasts, and they all sound so professional compared to mine. There's no stumbling or stuttering, no trying to find the right words. Everything seems to、uh, come out perfectly. And I think about my own amateurish attempts to podcast. Often I can't find the right words. I say too many ums and ahs. I change my mind about what I'm saying mid-sentence, and I, I go back and say things again. Ah,、uh, yeah, I get off track.、Uh, I even change tenses in the middle of a sentence, and、I've, when I sometimes listen to what I've said, I realise that I'm not even using English in the right way as far as grammar goes. Sometimes I think some people must think I'm pretty uneducated. But I guess that's just talking off off the cuff. Words just pour out of my mouth, and I haven't got a chance to、uh, fix things up. And then there's my the hum that sometimes my recording sometimes of a loud humming noise in the background,、uh, which I can't seem to remove. And after I sometimes I re-record my podcast, and other times I haven't got time, and I think, oh well, I just have to post it as it is. And I wonder whether it's annoying to people because. Yeah, other podcasts don't have that humming noise in the background, and I realise that my mic is probably not good enough, or I've sat too close to it, or I've done something else that's wrong. But it's too late by that time. Yeah, sometimes my podcasts don't sound very professional at all, and I wonder, should I be here? Perhaps I should go off and practice, learn how to do podcasting properly, before I ask anyone to listen to them. And I, yeah, I think sometimes it'd be far easier to stick to blogging, where I can edit and edit and edit, change a word here or there, change whole sentences, delete whole posts, rewrite, until I'm perfectly happy with what I've written, and then I can hit publish. But、um, my friends have been really encouraging as I've been podcasting, 
And I, so I continue on. I keep making podcasts. I think it's because encouragement leads to more practice. And I guess that's the best way to learn, isn't it? To encourage people so they'll keep on practicing and they'll get there in the end. And that's what I'm hoping to do. I'm hoping to get there in the end. One day, my podcast might sound perfect. Well, it's come to the end of another podcast, and I'd just like to tell you that I'll put some program notes on my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family. I have written quite a few blog posts about difficult days and mistakes, if anybody is interested in reading them. And also, if you'd like to go over to my Sue Elvis Writes Facebook page, you're most welcome. You could join my Facebook community. I'm also on iTunes if you'd like to subscribe. I'd like to thank everybody who has already gone over there and has subscribed to this podcast. I think it's really lovely. Thank you. And I would like to thank you for listening today. Sophie, does a parent have to be perfect? Um, no. So a parent is allowed to make mistakes? Yes. I feel that if a parent makes mistakes, then it teaches a child that... They don't have to be perfect and everyone makes mistakes. And if a parent makes mistakes and picks themselves up, it teaches a child to keep going when they make mistakes. So how do you feel when you make a mistake? I feel, I feel loved because you instantly forgive me. But if I keep on forgiving your mistakes, Sophie, doesn't that mean you'll never learn to uh, improve? that you'll keep on thinking, well, mum forgave me this time, she'll forgive me next time, and you actually won't uh, do anything to try and do better next time? Well, if you forgive someone, they feel like they want to do a better job next time. They'll try to avoid making that mistake if you forgive them instantly, rather than thinking, oh, mum's forgiven me, let's go do it again. So forgiving somebody actually makes them want to be better. Yes. And what if if a parent has a bad day? Well, I think that a child should make allowances for the parent if they make a, if they have a bad day and they're grumpy. I feel that if a parent makes allowances for the child, the child will make allowances for the parent. So you're not going to judge a parent that has a grumpy day? No. I feel that if you don't judge us when we have a grumpy day, then, then we'll understand how you're feeling and we'll try to make you feel better. So everybody finds it difficult at some time, don't they? Yes. To, uh, to cope, don't they? Yes. And everybody falls down sometime. They do. And I think that, uh, would you agree that sometimes uh, people need help from other people to pick themselves back up and instead of condemning and uh, judging people who are having a hard time, those around them should help them? Yes, totally. So would you say that it's more important to be forgiving and to love people than it is to be perfect? I definitely would agree there. Until next week. Remember to trust, respect and love unconditionally.